We are all capable of doing lots of interesting and amazing things, good or bad. A comedian once said, the devil made me do it. But in all reality, we hold the reins to choose whatever it is. We are all destined to do better and to become much more than the ordinary. Welcome to Avis Woolley Ministries' Made for That podcast. The Word of the Lord tells us that we are many things, conquerors, overcomers, royal priesthood, a holy nation, just to name a few. We were created to worship the living God. We were made to give Him praise, glory, and honor. We were made for that. In this podcast, you will find hope, encouragement, strength, trust, faith, love, and above all else, Christ Jesus. So, as you listen, keep an open mind to hear from the Lord. Keep prayerful that the Word will fall upon good ground and grow into something beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Grace and peace be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hi, this is your host, Avis, and I'm welcoming you to another exciting podcast. I'm so excited, as always, uh, about today's topic, which is, What will I allow to separate me from the love of Christ? Yes, I said it. What will I allow to separate me from the love of Christ? Now, before we go any further, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for another wonderful day that you allowed us to experience, to experience your love, to experience your kindness, to experience your mercies, to experience your grace. Lord, we pray that our listening audience will feel the impact of this prayer, that they will know and without any doubt that you really do love us, that you really do care about us, You left your word to prove this. You died on Calvary and showed us. And Lord, with your Holy Spirit, you're leading and you're guiding us, forever showing us and telling us that you are concerned about us. So we don't want anything to separate us from your love. We don't want anything to separate us from your grace We don't want anything to separate us from your arms of protection. And Lord, as we go into this program, we thank you for our listeners having an open heart, an open mind to hear your word. And not only to hear it, but to act on it. Because you spoke the word, you told us to speak the word. And when you spoke, things happened. And when we speak, things happen. We choose to speak the word of God and the promises of God. And Father, we ask that you will be in this program on today, that you will bless us, and that you will keep us, for we are eternally forever indebted to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So today's topic is, what will I allow to separate me from the love of Christ? 
Now, this is something that I want you to do. I want you to take a good, hard look around you. Tell me what do you see? What is the most obvious thing or things that seem to take precedence in your personal world? Every day, the local and global news are spreading stories of tragedies, horrors, disappointments, all coming under the blanket of fear. It would seem that hope is lost, that there are no solutions to the travesties we are faced with. How can anyone make it in this life sane and intact? I have been challenged, as many of you have, many times to give up on my faith in the Lord Almighty. To throw in the towel and just let whatever happens, happen. To give up without a fight. To give in to the pressures and disappointments because this is what picture was painted or presented in my mind. Where is God when I need him? Why doesn't he make it all go away? (laughs) These are some of the questions I ask myself because I sometimes failed to see the big picture. Now, recently I was presented with a challenge or a test that rocked me to my very core. I wanted to give in and walk away with my pride intact, but my spirit would be wounded and suppressed. I was looking at the overall scenario, thinking that I could solve the problem by folding and running away. I thought that I had the perfect solution to the challenge. But the more I thought about the test, the sicker I became in my spirit. What was I to do? My earlier thoughts were that of a carnal-minded person. But before I could make any hasty decision, wise counsel said to me, Why don't you take some time with the Lord Seek his guidance. Find out what he wants you to do. Now, for me, I wanted the outcome to be what the Lord wanted, even if it meant swallowing my pride. My heart sincerely is about saving souls, restoring lives, and mending relationships. I decided to listen to wise counsel to be patient, and to wait for the answer. Now, to me, the issue was small, but it was beginning to mushroom into something much, much more. I realized that when presented with problems, I tried to remember that there are other people watching me. They're watching how I handle the issue or issues. In the end, will it bring glory to God? Will it bring shame to me or to everybody that I love? I'm always conscious how my actions will affect the outcome. Will it bring someone to Christ or will it create a great divide? When I am torn on how to handle situations like this, honestly, people, 
I do go to the Lord. Sometimes we can listen to others' advice, which may or may not be the perfect solution, but it does help a bit, but it's not the perfect solution. But this I know, that when I go to the Lord for help, He sees the end from the beginning. All I simply have to do is to trust Him and to believe that everything will work out for the good. I'd like to read Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. And this is coming from the King James Version. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, not you, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hmm. I kept this in mind while I sought the Lord for help on this issue. Now, I realize that Satan gets into the heart of people to change or to challenge the believer to make choices and decisions that can cause a non-believer to lose hope. All of this I weighed in my mind. What do I really want to happen? What do I want the Lord to do? How do I want this whole scenario to play out? After I spent some time with the Lord, I realized that Sometimes, no matter what the answer the Lord gives you, the enemy will not be happy. So I made up in my mind that I would not allow anything to separate me from the love of Christ. Running or walking away would not solve the problem and it wouldn't help me to grow. I had to see this as a test that I needed to pass. The opposition was another opportunity for growth and spiritual maturity. I'm so grateful that I can and did listen to the voice of the Lord. I still don't know the full outcome of this test, this situation, but I am confident that in time, the word of the Lord always prevails and prevails strong. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome about his desire to be with them but because of his incarceration, this didn't happen. His letters or his epistles to them and to us talks about standing strong in our faith in the Lord. How God will judge everyone. It's not up to us to judge people, but God will judge everyone. For it's not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, that we belong to Christ, and that we are no longer slaves to sin is something that I love greatly. And not to allow anything or anyone 
to separate us from the love of God. And there's so, 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 so much more that he shared with us. Now, without the word of the Lord as our moral and spiritual compass, we would all for sure fall. The word of the Lord is just as fresh as it was the days that they were written. It is the only book that has and will stand against the tests of time. It has been tested. It has been tried, retried, retested, and has always come out on top. You ask why? Well, it's because it's the word of God and the word of God cannot lie. For God is his word. Remember, St. John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. I'd like to read Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. And it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall not make it good. I want to read Titus chapters 1 or verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Dot, dot, dot. Also, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. So you see, God cannot lie. We can rely on the words that he tells us, the instructions that he gives us. And if we honestly and truthfully believe that whatever he tells us will come to pass, then it will come to pass. It just depends on us being patient, faithful, not wanting to rush a situation or to rush a test. For God's word stands alone by itself, and it will accomplish that which he set out to accomplish. Now, the test or challenge that you may face, don't allow it to take you away from the love of Christ. Remember that tests, trials, temptations, challenges only come to make us stronger. The Lord uses these tools to help us grow into that beautiful masterpiece that he created. These tools are also there to show us what's inside of us. There was once uh, the Lord spoke to me and said to me to look in the mirror and tell me, what do you see? So I went in my bathroom, looked in the mirror and I said, oh, I see a nice looking young lady. And I turned and walked away. And then the Spirit of the Lord told me to go back to look into the mirror, deep into the mirror, and tell me, what do I see? I was a little puzzled, but I did as he instructed. I went back. I stood in front of that mirror. And I looked, not on the surface, but I looked deep into me. And I saw something that I didn't like. And very quickly, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, 
If you don't like it, I don't like it. Get rid of it. And I knew exactly what he was saying. Something that was hidden so deep down inside of me that I did not know was there. Apparently, I had overridden my conscious that was alerting me to change my way or to do something differently. And this thing took deep root inside of me. And when on the surface, I thought I was okay. I really wasn't because this thing apparently was festering inside of me, eating away at my very core. And it took the spirit of the Lord to tell me to go and look deep and see what was there and to get rid of it. And listener, I want you to know immediately I repented and asked God to forgive me. And I moved toward getting rid of the things that I saw that did not please God. So those are the tools that God gives us whenever he allows tests, trials, tribulations, whatever you may call it, to come our way. He's not punishing us, but he's also asking us to take a look at ourselves, to evaluate ourselves, examine ourselves, and see that there may be things in our lives that needs to be erased, abolished. Uh, We need to ask forgiveness for and to get rid of. Because ultimately, our heart may be in the right place, but there may be things underlying that are hindering our prayers, hindering us from moving forward. And if you have a heart like mine, you want to do the will of the Lord. You want the Lord to be happy and pleased. And when that happens, then you would move in a positive direction. And like I said, these tools are there to show us what's inside of us. And if we're weak in an area in our life, a test will show us that we can do and be much more in Christ. We need to rely on his guidance. And how do we do that? It means studying the word of the Lord so that we prove to ourselves, rightly dividing his word, that studying will not bring shame to him or ourselves. Now, like all great test givers, we are challenged, pushed into becoming greater than where we are. Test makes us think. You remind yourself of maybe sitting in in grade school and the teacher says, okay, today is test time. And you've been learning about certain scenarios uh, for the whole semester. And now it has come down to the final test. And you're sitting there looking at question number one. Question number one may be very easy to answer. But as you go further into the test questions, they begin to get a little more intensified. And while they intensify, sometimes you find yourself pausing and searching in your mind for the correct answer. There's no A, B, C, or D to choose from. There is only one specific answer. And you are being challenged and motivated to bring out the best in you, to bring out what has been taught to you. And that's what tests in life do. They are to motivate us, to bring us to an awareness 
that the word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord is light. The word of the Lord is life and that he allows certain things to come our way so that we can grow and mature. Now, if we know that a test is coming, (laughs) we do study and try to prepare ourselves so that we will pass with grace that will make us happy and those who love us even happier. It pleases the Lord when he sees growth in us, when we're able to pass the test and to keep moving forward. It pleases him when he sees our faith intact and stronger than before. It puts a smile on his face. It pleases him when he knows that we are solely committed to the believer's life and that we are well on our way to eternal life with him. Can't you see him just smiling whenever we pass a test? Yes, whenever we're going through a test, it's not always pleasant and it's not always uh, you're happy and you're leaping and jumping and shouting, saying, oh, yes, I'm taking a test today or I'm being tested today. No, you ponder and you sometimes question yourself, am I really ready? But if you can rely on what the Lord has taught you, what your teacher has instructed you over this course of time, as the word of the Lord says, the spirit of the Lord will bring things back to your remembrance. And you will be able to pass seeing a smile on our Lord's face. So as a point of encouragement, I want you, saints of the Most High God, let the love of God continue to abide within you. Continue following the right way of doing things. Keep following after righteousness. Continue walking on that highway, that pathway of faith. Walking on that highway and pathway of temperance. Walking on that highway and pathway of kindness. Walking on that highway and pathway of love and trust. For I want you to know that our Lord is waiting for us to reward us for our endurance. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3 says, Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier in Jesus Christ. So, endure as a good soldier. The Lord has a reward laid up for you. Don't be discouraged. Don't give in. Don't give up. So what will you allow to separate you from the love of Christ? So until our next podcast, I want you to be blessed. Continue to remember that tests only come to make us stronger, to build up our faith, and to keep us on the right path in Christ Jesus. We trust that you have been blessed by today's message. We all need to be reminded who we are and whose we are. Our true identity can sometimes be lost in our everyday living. We strive daily to make the mark of excellence that will please God, but sometimes we fail. I am thankful that we serve a loving and forgiving God, one who gives us more chances than we deserve. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15 reads, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, 
humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. If any have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. We were made for this, a vessel set apart to live out the true meaning of salvation. Don't allow the enemy of defeat, depression, disbelief, and talk of death lead you down the wrong pathway. You can contact Avis at Avis Woolley Ministries, P.O. Box 805, Conyers, Georgia, 30012, or email her at mail at aviswoolleyministries.org. Remember, this is not our home. So until the next broadcast, be safe, be confident, be whole.